0: And get the
1: birthplace of talk radio. I see all
0: these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was! Holy God! Oh my gosh!
1: Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here. Okay? Yeah. It's such a
0: bizarre war. I apologize
1: for that. All right, go, go. I'm up ninety-four percent, sir. She thinks I'm a total genius when it comes to fighting. She loves me again. She didn't love me before, sir.
0: This is Ed McMahon, and now he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, see, senor. stick that in your Dixville notch and smoke it, Burr. In a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The people of New Hampshire. It's a uh, rocky coastline. Lobster. Uh, maple syrup. Uh, indistinguishable from Vermont. Uh, half of Maine. I don't know. It's, so it's up there. has about 63 people. It's way up there. <laughs> Just keep going. Take a left in Massachusetts and keep going. Is that the name of the little town that's the first to vote? Dixville, Dixville Notch? Notch? I believe so. All yeah. right. Who named that? So, Randy, uh, 17th century or So there will be re- results coming out at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Starting to get results, assuming they have their act together better than the uh, Democratic Party of Iowa did. It's difficult to imagine they don't. Yeah. And so we had a consultant tell us that uh, they did a little research and said, uh, listeners to AM... Political radio are not really into this. I don't know if that's changed in the last couple of weeks, but I'm here to tell you, you ought to be into it because this is a this is a major moment. I think in uh, in the direction in politics, this is not you know Mondale beats whoever or Dick Gephardt running against John Kerry or whatever. This is a big deal. We might be deciding to go socialist. For a candidate in one of the major parties, this name something that would match this. 64 with uh, Barry Goldwater is a very pure conservative who ended up losing like every state but one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's a major deal. Yeah, and it points out what we've been saying for a while. The party system used to be the party would agree what the party was for. And then find somebody to carry that banner who is an effective candidate, as opposed to just holding, a, you know, I hate to sound like a fourth grader, a popularity contest, figuring out who's the most charismatic and has a message. And then saying, well, I guess that person, uh, that's our platform this time. It's kind of an odd way to go about it, if you think about no, it. I heard Henry Kissinger say it's become more performative than policy. And that's, that's a good way to put it. Definitely the case. You're a fan of big words. Yep. So have you seen, what do the, what they call him, that one guy? The super spreader? Have you seen his act? I do not know the super oh, you spreader. Don't know the I don't super go on
1: those websites, Jack.
0: <laughs> super spreader is an interesting dude. So he's believed to infected 11 people with the coronavirus in four or five different countries. What? Yeah, so he's an Englishman. Uh, Who got the coronavirus somewhere and kept traveling around on his business trip and went to a pub in one country and then went somewhere else and he spread the coronavirus. He's a super spreader. So he's not some sort of malicious uh, beast trying to sicken people. He just happened to be sick and didn't know it. And they figured out he was the one that was uh, going around spreading it around. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. And they actually have his name and picture and everything, though. Well, they, that's, is that necessary? I don't know if it's necessary. Here's the guy right now. Looks like just like a regular kind of... Looks like the kind of guy you'd meet at a pub. Hello. That guy right there. He's a super spreader. I'd I'd see him coming. I'd think, well, there's a charming bloke. Yeah. He's you not going to give me a deadly virus. You wouldn't think there's a guy oozing with disease. Oh, no boy. way he went to a wet bat market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked like the wet bat market sort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It still is true, though, that... Uh, your chance of uh, suffering from it in the United States is very low, and the thing you need to worry about is catching the dang regular flu. That's, yeah. what you, that's what you should worry about. Clearly. Unless you've been to a wet bat market. Unless you enjoy snake meat that's been lying next to oh. bats. I, li- I only like snake meat if it's been laying in the sun for a while. Right. Next to a vat of bats. Right. Bat and bat. where the flies? You call this an open-air market? There are no flies on this meat. There, that's better. Okay. Gross. Could we get some stray dogs and feral cats running around in here? <laughs> and people sneezing into their hands, then pawing the food place. <laughs> Season it a little. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Way to go, China. What did you do? Join the, the, the 21st century. Hell, join the 19th century. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Now, come on, China. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that clip. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. You know what he has with He presses buttons, flips toggles, pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. It's the New Hampshire primary, or as I'm calling it, sweet boy next door versus grumpy, crusty grandpa. Mm. Basically, uh, they showed Pete, Mayor Pete, and he's a boy next door, and then they have you know Bernie Sanders, and he's gurgling, and it's just it's very Shouting interesting. The, the contrast is amazing. So right. how far apart are they? they got an 88 and a 38. Yeah, 38 and 79. No, oh, 79. <laughs> yeah, 38 for Pete and then 79 right, So for, 40 plus years. Yeah. 40 years. 41 year difference. There is a presidential candidate between the two of them. Yeah, oh but yeah. The gap between oh, yeah. them is old enough to be a candidate in and of itself. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, as I tell my kids, adulthood is long. Childhood, man, change, change, achievement, transition, change, and all of a sudden you're an adult, and it's like Wah. same thing till you're dead. Oh, oh rough nothing changes till you're dead. Answering to the man, spare on. Out. You're, you're running that snake eater in a bar. You end up with the coronavirus, and boom, it's over. I guarantee you, they will have the vote count at the deadline, and you know, very accurate because they're not. You know, all these people are sitting there saying, "We are not going to be Iowa. Oh, yeah. We are not yeah. going to be Iowa." You know. Yeah, uh, on the adulthood thing, my son, I've been probably laying it on too thick with the, you're 10 now. <laughs> With a variety of things, Are you, you make them wear a tie. <laughs> you need to do this. You need to do that. Ten-year-olds don't leave wet towels laid in the corner of the room. Well, I like uh, that, that sort of a strategy. So I good. still do that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, boy, you know, you get a couple of wet towels in the corner for several days. It smells like you got a wet bat market going oh, yeah. on in your bedroom. Oh yeah, and believe me, there's something breeding there. You don't want in yet. That why? How can it get so gross? It's just a wet towel. But it's amazing how funky that can get so fast. <laughs> Oh yeah, but he's well, it's got lots of human in it, you know. That's s- true. Cells, but he said, "I don't like maturing and getting older. I don't like this." And yeah. I said, "Yeah, well." Me I neither. said, "There's, there's that doesn't go away." <laughs> I said, "There's advantages and disadvantages. With it comes a lot of freedom, where you get to make your own decisions and that sort of thing. So that's pretty cool." But yeah, call my wife and tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> You're ten now. You got to wear wingtips to school. <laughs> All the kids are, and if they aren't, they should. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I believe Valentine's Day is at some point this week, and I have, uh, for for those of you who are coupled, uh, a little bit of a, a hot tip for you. Now, this is going to sound like a euphemism. It's not. This is a real thing by the fine folks at Hickory Farms. You can get your your beau, your significant other. Just have oh, a sausage involved? Get, get no. ready to hit the dump button, Michael. No, you can just give them a salami bouquet. <laughs> huh it's all wrapped in red paper it's yeah. got a nice little bow on it name me a more sensual romantic meat than the salami you uh, can't there isn't one i'll tell you what i got for you oh boy the old salami bouquet oh huh? boy
1: you're you know
0: <laughs> you asking me or telling me that's just <laughs> that's not romantic uh we would like that in our house we like salami who Make doesn't sure. like salami exactly. it's the perfect w- gift what is it? not to like is okay. it a variety of salamis uh, it's a trio of salamis. That's plenty. There you go. The salami bouquet. Um nice. I think I've seen that video. Um, so, and you know it would be even more exciting and romantic? I- if you hit it. <laughs> you know? Okay. Right. Don't yeah. make me be the grown-up here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, February 11th. That rings a bell. February 11th of the year um, uh, 2020, we are Armstrong and Getting. we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regs, here we go. At mark. I think Trump gained another 15% of the vote after those acceptance speeches last night. <laughs> that was brief. That was a short one. Trump had a rally last night. Said some fun stuff. Man, huge rally, too. Just people going crazy, waiting outside all day long in the rain to get in. And what they're calling the distraction tour. As he follows the Democratic primaries around and does rallies in their state roughly when they're going to vote. Yeah, and 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 it's <laughs> just so. Trolley. And shows a level of enthusiasm from his crowd that does not exist for many of the other candidates that are running against him. Mm. I uh, heard somebody say they were at a Biden rally yesterday with like a hundred people in a basement and <laughs> drinking coffee and kind of quiet and that sort of thing. Wow. He's done. His his political life is probably coming to an end tonight. Is there anybody who doesn't work for him saying otherwise? I don't think he'll get out with a bad finish tonight, but he will know in his mind it's over. Yeah. And uh well, it's fine. I am... he'll just think it's fine. I was senator for 40 years and vice president, two terms. Popular? Very popular. I've well, well thought, thought of. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I busted my neck. But I'm not going to be president of the United States. I, uh, I have a statistic for you, politically speaking, that will blow your mind in wow. a little bit cool. and maybe make you rethink uh, your, your attitude about what happens next. Mm, awesome. Stay with us. Um, are you going to mention today, or are you just not? You'd rather Oh not? yeah. Oh sure. I don't care. It's my no. birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's my birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. I, happy birthday, Joe. Uh, thank you. I didn't get you anything. You want it. to cuddle? No. Pl- good lord. I'll get you a salami. Do you know why I? Know, <laughs> you know why I know it's Joe's birthday? Because I'm like Bernie Sanders. I don't. Uh, I'm not going to send you birthday cards. I don't remember your birthdays. Right. I just. Am I going to call you up? I know because Joe's ten days older than me, which is uh. Evident in his so this one, is your way of telling day. us to not forget your more. birthday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> his more mature attitude is yeah. he's got ten days on me. And I only ask one indulgence on my birthday, the same one I ask every year, and that would be the playing clear through the hook of Cracker's happy birthday to me mm. at some point during the show. Fantastic. Okay. It's a good birthday present. It's, one, it's my favorite birthday song and one of my favorite bands, and I just like pimping for Cracker. It's a Shout out to David Lowry and Johnny Hickman. Not as good as the old salami bouquet, but it's a pretty good birthday present. Now, in a pinch. Um, mailbag is good, you said? Oh, it's outstanding. And you got that uh, data for us that's going to blow our minds. Freedom-loving quote of the day that's going to hit Bernie in the face like a punch. Woo! And we'll catch up on everything.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: You say everything twice to me, Sean, because I got no sleep last night. Maybe an hour and a half. Oh, boy. That's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. It can't be good for you. But a variety of family reasons. But, uh, well, So far, you seem to be in good spirits. Can we look forward to, uh, you know, stark rises and falls in your, uh, your mood? I don't think Rages, so. Rages, weeping, un- t- uncontrollable laughter. I think I'm too tired to get worked up about it, I <laughs> you can passed him to kind of a sweet spot. Yeah, I'm kind of into a uh, yeah, it's coma-like feeling. No, I don't care. That's all right. We're yeah, fine. Whatever. Whatever. Places on fire all right. hot, yeah, Somebody will put it out. <laughs> or they won't. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mailbag. You can email us. Mailbag at com. Let's see. Email address. Mailbag at com. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Alexander Solzhenitsyn Mm. of the Gulag Archipelago um, fame. In his 1978 commencement speech at Harvard, Solzhenitsyn said, (coughs) Should we explain who Solzhenitsyn was for people who are not hip to it? He won the Nobel Prize for Literature. I don't know if that helped He was a uh, Soviet dissident. He spoke out against the oppression of the communist regime. He was uh, put in a a, a gulag, a jail for that, and abused terribly, and stayed there for many years, but continued to speak and write bravely, and finally got turned loose for reasons I don't recall. And his His writings got smuggled out. Yeah, well... It's important that his writings got smuggled out so the rest of the world knew what was going on in the Soviet Union, but it also got smuggled around the Soviet Union so the rest of the people in the country knew what was going on in the country. Yeah. You didn't know what was going on in your own country. Right. Well, control of information is absolutely key to running a dictatorship, ask uh, President Xi. Anyway, uh, 1978, Harvard, Solzhenitsyn said, Liberalism was inevitably displaced by radicalism. Radicalism had to surrender to socialism, and socialism could never resist communism. The communist regime in the East could stand and grow due to the enthusiastic support from an enormous number of Western intellectuals who felt a kinship and refused to see communism's crimes. And when they could no longer claim not to see them, they tried to justify them. Yeah. It's weird. There a lot of intellectuals in uh, Great Britain, the United States, uh, France. Some of your leading intellectuals that were fully on board with the Soviet Union mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, well, as uh, the great Thomas Sowell has put it, there are some ideas so terrible only an intellectual could accept them. Um, that's a paraphrase, but uh, sue me. Uh, this was uh, tweeted by a friend, and I saw it, and I can't remember if I retweeted it, but I believe it's posted at armstrongandgetty.com, the email I sent you. It is a video, I will just tell you this, of two young women doing a contest at a basketball game, might be an NBA game, might be a college game, in which they have to make a basket, then run to the center court, and having earned the right to do this, placed one of their tic-tac-toe pieces on a tic-tac-toe board. Then you run back, you, get a, you make another basket, you can put another tic-tac-toe piece down and attempt to win the game. You will watch this video more than once, and you will wonder about humanity. Okay. All right, that's all I'm saying. I want to see that now. I will never lose a game of tic-tac-toe. No, you shouldn't. Spoken like a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Uh, Getting back to that line from Joe Biden, which I should have asked for, but I am a maroon. You're a lion
1: dog-faced pony soldier. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Have you played Otrio? No, what's that? It's like tic-tac-toe, but it's a little more three-dimensional. It's really a good game. Got introduced to it a couple of weeks ago. Interesting. By a therapist for the kids, because it's supposed to be good about uh, problem-solving and strategy. But it's, Like a paper and pencil game you can play it as, or is it... Oh, uh, no, it's got pieces and stuff okay. like it, but it, 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 at its root, it's tic-tac-toe. Okay. okay. Trio. It's really a cool game. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Fun okay. for the whole family. Getting back to the uh, inexplicable and, and untranslatable Joe Biden. Can hmm. we hear that again? Dog-faced pony boy. You're a lion, You're dog-faced, 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 dog-faced pony soldier. Pony soldier. Yeah. You... Yeah. Well, no, I, I won't say it. Anyway, uh, it seems clear now. It was from it, it was a line from Pony Soldier, a 1952 Tyrone Power movie, um, in, in which the Indian chief, Standing Bear, says, in, I'm sure, an insulting white guy in makeup Indian accent, The Pony Soldier speaks with the tongue of the snake that rattles. To which Constable McDonald replies, It is Standing Bear who speaks with a forked tongue. And that apparently is that's where the best Joe you Biden got? got this. Um, uh, so it's not actually a line from a movie; it's a reference to it, a scene. It's a t- combination of the title and, and the that, scene. And, and was that a hot scene for people his age, like people our age might reference Pulp Fiction or something? Sure, you'd reference paddyshack. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> neither does anybody else. Line, <laughs> <lame> hey, dog pony <laughs> soldier. Hey, Esther. on Appleton's and Daniel, What? I can? Happy, <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday, birthday to me and to you. Could refer to... I love this song. I love this band. Could refer to Burt Reynolds, who uh, shares the birthday with me. Oh, really? Or Amy's husband. Amy just wrote me a note. Today is the, uh, the birthday of two of my favorite people to celebrate. May you and my husband have a day of decadent wine and be showered with love by your adoring wives. Not plural, one wife each. <laughs> Is Burt Reynolds the most famous person you share with? Uh... As I recall, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, that's, oh, that's, well, that's pretty a good. Big one. Yeah, yeah that's a that big we one. could probably bond over that. And Josh Brolin. Briefly, I'm mid sentence over here, and it's my birthday. Stay in your lane. Jennifer Aniston's bigger than Burt Reynolds now. Definitely. True enough. Yeah, and they've got a Friends reunion uh, they're going to do on HBO. Wow, fabulous! I've been bitter since I was a little child that uh, my mom couldn't hold out for one day and and birthed me on the same day as Abraham Lincoln, the twelfth. She was supposed to like tie her ankles together until I, it was Lincoln's birthday. I don't know what the process is. I'm not a woman. I just know. <laughs> I'm not a. Dad if a sure. She'd had a little self discipline. I could have shared a birthday with Lincoln. Yeah, and I'm one day off of Washington. <laughs> Washington's is the twenty second. My mom could have done the same thing. We're one day from greatness. Yeah, we've been such a great like talking politics. <sighs> your birthday is Lincoln's. Mine is Washington. Oh man, that'd be a hook. Yeah, but no. Dang it! Selfish, selfish mothers. Right. Um, <laughs> I had something else to say, but I'll get to it later. Yeah. So, uh, Trump did a. He's the current president. Uh, not the 16th or the first, but the 45th president. Trump was at a rally last night saying things. Anything's fine here.
1: What? So I hear a lot of Republicans tomorrow will vote for the weakest candidate possible of the Democrats. Does that make sense? You people wouldn't do that. My only problem is I'm trying to figure out who is their weakest candidate. I think they're all weak, one another.
0: (laughs) And the crowd goes wild! (laughs) Laughing, clapping, cheering, whistling. And he did the snake bit, which we'll play later. I guess that's become a thing. I'm not sure I know what that is. Uh, you do. Okay. You, we've played it. You do. Okay. Um, uh, maybe not by this name, but you do. And um, it's become a thing I Heard somebody say it's like you go to Springsteen. He doesn't always sing Rosalita, but sometimes he does. And Trump's that way with the snake bit. You go to see Trump. Oh, good, he's doing the snake bit tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. More on that later. This is not politics. Oh, are we moving on from politics. Let me hit you with that political uh, statistic. Last time when Bernie was just running against Hillary, <clears throat> he got sixty percent of the vote in New Hampshire. He won by 20 points, right? But did not go on to get the nomination. It is likely he will get 20%-ish this time, and the vote will be spread amongst many people. So even if he quote-unquote wins Iowa and quote-unquote wins New Hampshire, it's still crazy wide open. Um, Yeah, well, it's less wide open than it was before, but uh, yeah, it's a different time. Michael Bloomberg... Uh, there's a national poll out where he is fully in the mix now. Well, and significantly among African Americans, his numbers are skyrocketing as, as uh Biden's crater. Where's the national? So the poll- conventional okay. wisdom that's been pounded into our heads for the last six months is this will shock you, folks. Uh, completely uh, bunk. Here's the la- latest national poll that still ha- that has Bernie at 25. Biden at 17, but Bloomberg at 15. Bloomberg in third wow, place. what? In the latest national poll. This
1: what? idea is a bunch of malarkey. He has spent,
0: <laughs> listen to this stat, he has spent, he's already spent way more than anybody's ever spent. I mean, not even close. He has spent $38 a second since he announced. I'm sorry, say again? $38 a second <laughs> since he announced. <laughs> That's goofy money, you man. You've got to be crazy. But he's he's said he's willing to spend a billion of his own dollars. Right. Right. It ain't easy to spend a billion dollars. you got to, like, throw it out there. you got to make it rain to spend a billion dollars. Um, you know, we're going to have this national conversation about socialism. What is it? What does it mean? How much do we want? Uh, which is good and overdue. I think we're also going to have to have a conversation about are we cool with the whole ultra-multi-billionaire right. sweeping in? I mean, Bloomberg's not... I hate his nanny state stuff, just despise it. Politically, you know, he's moderate enough. He doesn't make me crazy. But it just it looks bad, doesn't it, as a Absolutely. democracy? Absolutely. I think Bernie and Elizabeth... It's like we're in Ukraine. Others have a good argument on this. So we had to lay the groundwork. We had to do this stuff. It's the only chance we have because we're not billionaires. If you're a billionaire, you can just skip all this. Right. Is that what we want? And then that's the argument for public financing and all that sort of stuff. There. Right, right. But um, I heard uh, a little Pete, Mayor Pete, talking about how he thinks it's important and significant that in the early states you have to look people in the eye. You have to engage with them nah, in their kitchens, you're, in their diners. You run a national it? ad because you're a billionaire. All right, that's a counter-argument. Oof, yeah, that'll be something. Anyway, this is not politics, but kind of is. Americans say they feel like this is the best economy since the late 1990s, and some of the numbers behind the numbers are uh, even better than that. And it's similar to what we were talking about last week, the Gallup poll that had 90 percent of people are very satisfied with are, are satisfied with their lives and two-thirds are very satisfied. highest numbers they've ever had, yeah, since no they've kidding. been asking that question um, is something. Also this from the same Gallup survey. of Americans say they are better off financially today than they were a year ago. Wow. Almost 60%. You do not want to hear that if you're trying to boot the party in power out of the White House. That's the highest since 1999, according to this Gallup survey. And nearly three quarters predict they will do better a year from now. That's the most optimistic. Nearly three quarters. That's the most optimistic reading that Gallup's annual Mood of the Nation survey has ever recorded and that 75% of Americans think I'm going to be doing even better next year, you know. How are you going to change presidents in that mood? I am so reminded of 2016, only Trump could lose in this environment. All right, still, uh, still true. Yeah, because he's so polarizing and controversial in the rest of it, but he didn't last time. Um I just these are these are interesting times. They're a little exhausting, but boy they sure aren't boring. Hey, is the Westminster dog show over or is the highlight tonight? Was the highlight last night? Do we know who did we give you a 12-inch beagle? Give we me know? the beagle. Cuz I saw a headline out of it and I, I do meant not to know watch that. it. I just saw an article about it. Uh, and, uh no, uh, Monday and Tuesday are the events. So tonight's so, the yeah. the big. So yeah. yeah, you can either watch the or you can flip back and forth between the results coming in from New Hampshire and see if the beagle beats out the uh, labrador. The I, Westminster Dog Show. I, I would, frankly, much rather hang out with the uh, top three from the dog show than the <laughs> than the New Hampshire primary. See a bunch of uh, women in sensible flats jogging around with their dog on a leash. Uh, I do enjoy that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I just like dogs. The show thing, yeah, I could take her. Oh, the whole AKC thing is disgusting with oh, the, the pure the, bread you know, the and cropped the cropped ears and the chopped off tails and the, yeah. the weird breeding so the dogs can't eat or breathe so because their noses are all smashed up. I got one of those dogs. They're inbred. Inbred. Weirdos. Um, yeah, so I'll watch the dog show tonight. Uh, we've got some James Carville we want to play for you a little bit later. He was the guy that got Bill Clinton elected, and he's worried about Bernie Sanders, along with others in the Democratic Party. Carville's really coming out strong. He's saying some good stuff in his wacky Cajun accent. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking more scary all the time. Well, He's old as the hills, man. I think he said he was 78 the other day. Well, he's Bernie old. So what is he seventy five okay that's old enough hey we got we got this from uh one of our coworkers. I wanted to hit you with it. Can I find it fast enough? It was about the difference between Biden and Bernie. I didn't want to talk more politics It's probably got more to do with aging than anything else on how um how different the two of them are oh yeah, yeah, well, I think we've all observed this in our family friends joe Biden's seventy seven bernie's seventy eight they're the same age basically. It's interesting that while Bernie is a year older than Joe, his brain isn't stuck in a time warp of the 20s through 50s as far as cultural references. Bernie references Cardi B and, you know, and stuff like that. Cardi B, right? Not <laughs> Esther Williams, right? And and uh, I said, "Hey, Esther." 1952 Tyrone Power movies. You're so, line dog face pony soldier. Yeah. And and so it's not just that Joe Biden said you're a lion dog face pony soldier. If he says that and then kind of explains it in a charming way. Right. But he went ahead and said it like everybody understands what I'm talking about. Right. That's a that's a lack of recognition of something that's that's and, not and good. And then and then segue into it. you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Let's all be honest. He <laughs> just heightened <laughs> wandered off into kind of the verbal no-man's land that he so often occupies. It's interesting that while, topic. that while Bernie is a year older, his brain isn't stuck in a time warp of the 20s through 50s as far as cultural references, movies, radio, TV, and phonograph records go. Sanders' economic ideas are stuck in the past, October 1917. Very, yes, very clever. Yes, <laughs> the Russian Revolution. But otherwise, he's fairly contemporary for a guy in their late 70s. Yeah, he makes he makes cultural references that are current all the time, yeah. whether it's uh, uh, technology or 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 music or whatever. And you don't get the sense that Biden could do that. Right, indeed. Yeah, is that Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, Mark. Nice. Uh, okay. We, we all, all age differently. How do you control that, though? How Do you do? You have any say in that? Yes. Yes. But it's like... Uh, um, you it's know, your birthday. You're aging. How, what are you oh going boy. to do? <laughs> uh, it's like a dozen other things to do with being human. Uh, can you control how well you play the piano? Yeah, if you practice more, you'll be better at it. But you can't control your natural talent, your genetic makeup. So you might be able to push it by 20% or so uh in terms of you know aging well and gracefully by exercising you know weight training they say is incredibly important doing puzzles keeping your mind nimble could you turn a i mean who's a famous like uh, super together very old person well picture one in your mind i'm sure we've all observed them can you turn yourself from somebody who gets dementia at age 61 into that no no you can't but you might be able to push it and buy yourself a little more time mm. based on the reading I've done, the desperate day and night reading I've done at my advanced age.
1: And they had in those days, you used to remember the straight race? You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them
0: rusty. Sure. Says, yeah, you, good. You cheating snake faced tuna sailor? But in the, <laughs> but in that one, he said, so I said to him, I said, hey, Esther, now, this was a few years ago when, when Biden was telling this story, but it was still. Oh, half half a century past Esther Williams. (laughs) Right. Hey, Esther. Being such an omnipresent reference that anybody in a bathing cap (laughs) would understand the shot you're taking. That was literally a half century out of date. And he didn't didn't explain to these kids he's talking to at the pool. Esther Williams was a big movie star when I was a kid. Right. Right.
1: And I love kids jumping on my lap.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Well, as Tyrone Power used to say. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think old Joe is done. What was the one you just had? Uh, cheating snake face tuna sailor. That's pretty good. It's as you, good as his. You cheating snake face tuna sailor? Uh, <laughs> some more things that Trump said at the rally last night, including the old woman that was mumbling behind him. That's a pretty good, pretty good line. Oh really? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: Army. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: We're going to play the Trump snake bit, which I guess has become a, uh, something the, the crowd really enjoys. But before we get to that, some things we need to discuss on the program today. Um, Facebook. Facebook. And Twitter taking down an edited Nancy Pelosi video that's got to do with though took it down. Where we're gonna draw the line on censorship and that sort of stuff? Oh my we'll God. explain that one to you. Uh, Harvey Weinstein trial, boy, another interesting day. I'm thinking more and more like he's gonna walk now that the defense has had their uh, run at these women. Mm. It's troubling, but uh, it is. He's an expert predator. One can, of the top skills is knowing which victims to pick. And the color of justice, according to Johnny Cochran, is green, and he's got a lot of it. So he can afford really, really good lawyers. Wow, that doesn't hurt anything. Um, there's another one. What we, what's the Adam Carolla with we got something to do oh, with him. We've got a couple of you know pretty good, interesting West Coast thinkers on the bum and junkie explosion. Uh, calling it as it is. Calling it as they see it. And rejecting the line from the blue state governments of corrupt California and Oregon and Washington State, who keep telling you it's about uh, rising housing costs. Boy, and one of the most important stories of yesterday that we did talk about, but didn't get enough attention in the nation. Uh, we'll hit you with that coming up. But first, this is the famous snake routine from a Trump rally.
1: Take me in, oh tender woman, take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, oh tender woman. Sighed the vicious snake. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me, but why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in.
0: speak a thing where he recites that at the rallies and the crowd cheers uh, like crazy. Uh, who's the snake in this uh, metaphor? Politicians. Ah, I see. Okay. Well, it's Yeah, it, That's is. it is. It's appropriate. It is. It's hard to argue with. Yeah. It's uh, one of my favorite uh, parables, actually. You knew I was a snake when you picked Gotta me up.
1: Coming legally and through merit. Under my administration, we're fully taking care of our own citizens first. All
0: including right. Including all right. And he goes on from there. I'm with you. Um, so here's a story that we did talk about yesterday um, when it broke. But And I'm glad it's on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Let me look at the newspapers. I've got a raid in front of me. A raid's a good fancy word, isn't it? It is. It is. It it really paints a picture as well. I <laughs> salute it? you. Does it? It does. Uh, Wall Street Journal mentioned it because they're a business, but uh, I didn't see it enough places. That big Equifax, Equifax hack where we all got our data stolen. A couple of years ago. It was the freaking Chinese government, man. Yep. The Chinese government. Not some wild hackers in their basement, just evildoers or Russian mobsters. Or the Chinese government. China. I, I have a detailed account of how they did it, which Good, really, uh, really spells out their A, expertise, B, determination to do damage to us any way they can. Because it is an incredibly complex scheme involving many, many people. When do we start looking at these as full-on military attacks? We attack the uh, financial infrastructure of another country and steal all of their citizens' personal information? Yeah. That's not an attack? Well, it is. It, It is, absolutely. I think there's still a feeling that, for moral reasons or... You know, what we can get support for around the world, which I guess you'd call diplomatic reasons. You you trade cyber for cyber, bombs for bombs, you know, rifle fire for rifle fire. You don't trade their cyber attack for some of your bombs. You don't take out one of their harbors, for instance. Um, And that keeps everybody cool and from World War III breaking out. Uh, It seems to me an attack's an attack. Are we doing this to China? Well, I hope we are now. Of course, you know, what are we going to do with the information if we uh, hack into their, I don't know, the Weibo or one of their big systems? What's China going to do with it? Is the Chinese government in the business of they're going to get our Social Security numbers and try to steal money from our bank accounts? Uh, that's possible, yeah. Uh, although there are Would a lot of Would that be an act of war? You can... Under my, for instance, they might be, and I don't know, that's an excellent question, and I'd like to you know, read and or hear from learned commentators on that question, but there are so many Chinese Americans or Chinese nationals in America, if they could get enough information to be able to effortlessly undermine them, screw with them, blackmail them, compel them to do their bidding, that would be enough for the Chinese government. I don't know if they need you know to to empty out my 401k. Uh, I I don't know. That's a really good question. Did you ever go to that um that traveling uh, display, the human body? Remember? No, I that didn't was all actually the, go. The, I saw lots of pictures. Was all the skinned humans? I, I've been once, yeah. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. went too. And remember the story on that? There was concern that it was Chinese dissidents. Well, them being that had been skinned. It's it's amazingly educational and, and yeah. revealing, no pun intended. But yes, it is absolutely clear that there were dissidents um, that were were killed and skinned. Yeah, that's China, man. Oof. On the other hand, it's a great market, and a lot of us were making a lot of money.
1: Come on, China!